Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. We're going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be able to be joined by Katie Wu, the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. You can follow all of her coverage over there. You can also follow her on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. Hope you had a good Labor Day today. I am well, guys. How are you? How was the three-day weekend? Uh, it was fantastic. Alex had a 27-day yeah. weekend, was so he enjoyed weekend, his Katie. as well. It was incredible. <laughs> Let's start with the obvious, Katie, and that is Jack Flaherty's start from yesterday. What did you see from him? What did, what were your biggest takeaways from his return to the rotation? So I know it's just been one start, and in that start, like as Tanner just said, five innings, one and one, one walk, six strikeouts. The word that I would use to describe Jack Flaherty's first start back is the same word that Ollie Marmel used. It's the same word that Danny Mack and Brad Thompson used on the broadcast. It would be encouraging. I mean, I understand when you have a player as high caliber as Jack, the expectations that will probably always be attached to him because he is just that good. But he was never going to be the 2019 second-half version of his first start back, right? But what we saw from him on Monday was a big step in the right direction for Jack. The fastball below was up to 97. He had great command and adjustment of the secondary pitches. The slider was working, the curveball, he threw the cutter a couple times. So if I had to do one word, again, it would be encouraging and certainly something to build off of. I know it is a little, it might be a little premature to get excited, but if you have a healthy, dominant Jack Flaherty, that completely changes the trajectory of this Cardinals rotation. Flaherty is the only pitcher that has that swing and miss trait that the Cardinals so desperately covet and need. Certainly was a reason to be optimistic going forward about Jack. So, Katie, let's take the 2019 Jack Flaherty off of the table. But if we get the, yesterday's Jack Flaherty for the remainder of the regular season, we just had this conversation. How would you set up your playoff rotation to start the wild card round? Is Jack Flaherty in that conversation? Oh, I love this question because I, I, I generally don't know. Um, when you're looking at the bulk of the, the Cardinals rotation, I mean, obviously you've got to put Adam Wainwright in there. You've got to put Miles Michaelis in there. Miles had a great bounce-back outing on Sunday. And also I want to give credit to Miles. After an hour rain delay, him and Marcus Stroman paired out to do a 222 game time. That's what I'm talking about, being efficient. Nice job, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you have uh, Jordan Montgomery, who at this rate, can't not be in a playoff rotation, right? But if you have it, and if we're going to throw the 2019 version of Jack Flaherty out the window and go off, you know, even what he was doing in early 2021 or, again, the encouraging signs that he had yesterday, I don't know if you cannot have him in the rotation either. I think it's too early to declare. I mean, again, Flaherty's only had one start. 
pretty early to declare whether or not he would be in a best of three rotation. But isn't this exactly the kind of problem the Cardinals want and exact the exact opposite problem that they've had? I don't know. For the last two seasons, they have a great amount of choices for starting pitching that rotation. I think Jose Quintana in a best of five series, if the Cardinals do get that far, will be just as important when you're looking at the playoff schedule this year. There are not a lot of travel days before playoff teams could get away with having just four starters. I don't think that will be the case this year because there are so minimal travel days that you're going to need a fifth starter. So for the sake of the argument, I would probably go, and in, in no particular order, but I would probably go Adams, Jordan, Miles, and then, you know, keep Jack there in case something goes terribly, terribly wrong and he's the guy that can come in and, and serve as like a, an emergency starter. But there certainly is reason to believe in optimism warranted at this point that Jack can be one of those three starters. We're talking to Katie Wu here on 101 ESPN. Katie, speaking of those those good problems that the Cardinals have, we're almost exactly one year removed from the start of that 17-game winning streak last year. How would you say this team compares to the team that we saw down the stretch a year ago? And you can take this in any direction, pitching, offense, whatever you want to, but how would you say this team overall compares to the team that we saw last year as they were heading into the stretch run? That's so funny because yesterday I was checking my uh, my photo memories and I sent it to our old friend Zach Silver who used to cover the Cardinals for MLB.com. And I said, one year ago today, Daniel Vogelbach hit that walk-off grand slam in Milwaukee and we thought the season was done. Can you believe what happened after that? Um, I think this second half, and don't get me wrong, the, the magic of the 17-game winning streak was once in a lifetime historic. It was, it was it's still incredible to even think of it covered, let alone witnessed. Um, but that was a little bit out of like winning out of desperation, right? The Cardinals weren't supposed to be a playoff team last year. They completely fell apart in June. Their rotation crumbled. Even the, their trade acquisitions in John Lester and Jay Happ, those weren't save the rotation acquisitions like Jordan Montgomery and Jose Quintana. Those were just like, please patch up and get some innings and hopefully we can figure it out from their acquisitions, which to their credit, they did and more. So while the 17 game winning streak was special, I think this second half in which the Cardinals have been, had the best win-loss record since the uh, or the trade deadline, excuse me, at 25-8. and eight. They have lost one series since the All-Star break. And you have the absolutely storybook, right, like storybook ending of Albert Pujols' career. I think the second half easily tops that, but that will only remain the case if the Cardinals could keep their foot on the gas and go ahead and lock up this division. And that's where I was going to go next, Katie, because the, what this season has that last season doesn't have, and in my opinion, it's the reason why this season wins 10 out of 10 times, is Albert Pujols. I mean, the guy is hitting 1,200 in OPS against lefties right now, and we were talking about this before the show. Is he the is he the most dangerous weapon come playoff time off of the bench for any team in the National League? I'm so glad you said the, the word dangerous because I, I think I used either dangerous or threatening in my story on Sunday after that incredible, or incredible pinch hit go-ahead home run in which everyone thought, like, maybe he'll do it. There's a chance, but he won't actually do it, right? But, of course, he did. Um, I think so. I think he's the most dangerous feared presence off the bench in both, in both the National League and the American League because of his presence, because of the fact that when you see Albert Pujols coming up, regardless of who you are as a pitcher, regardless of where your team is at in the standings, and regardless of the scenario, that's still Albert Pujols. And this is one of the most locked-in Albert Pujols that we've seen in his entire career, and that is obviously saying something when you look at the last two decades of Hall of Fame caliber status. So 
I think the Cardinals not only have a hidden gem or have a, a gem in their bench, they have a gem in their clubhouse. We've talked about all season long how Albert's kind of been the voice of reason, the mentor, and he's also producing at an otherworldly, otherworldly pace. So yes, I would agree. He's probably the most dangerous bat that you could face right now. Was he was Sunday your favorite Albert Pujols moment that home run as, as a pinch hitter? It's pretty close, but I mainly because it was just like, are you serious? Like we knew this was happening. All the writers in the press box. I mean, we never stopped talking. If you guys know me long enough to know that it's really hard for me to stop talking. But we just we are locked into every Albert Pools is that because we aren't sure what we're going to see. And that even though we were all like, yeah, he, he could do it. But will he? And then he did. No one knew what to say. But I will say, I still think to this day, my favorite Pools is pinch hit moment was that when Ollie Marmel went for the kill in the third inning against Colorado and pinch hit Albert with the bases loaded and he hit a grand slam. Like, who does that? And also credit to Ollie for doing that because that was objectively one of the funniest moments of the season. I have never seen anyone pinch hit in the third inning up 6 nothing, and Ollie said, no, we'll go for it. So that one's still my favorite. Yeah, I think that's still like my favorite tweet that of Katie Wu's tweet I think Katie was the one that tweeted out like Ali Marmol wanted pure chaos at that <laughs> moment and that's what he exactly got uh, Katie one other thing that I wanted to ask you about is what we're seeing from Nolan Arenado here in the second half of this season we all know Paul Goldschmidt has been the unanimous MVP of the National League but Nolan Arenado I feel like is starting to make a case for this and I know the votes won't take in as massively as they do on the offensive side, the defensive side for Nolan Arenado. But are we seeing an MVP type season from Nolan just like we are from Paul? Yes, this is a fantastic argument because it really puts into perspective how many, how much, like how heavily voters weigh defensive metrics. I mean, regardless of the order, I think the Cardinals are going to have the one and two finishers in the National League MVP, which goes back to our earlier discussion on why the second half season is so absurd. I mean, we talk about the Albert Pujols, the Yachty last season. Uh, the Cardinals just being really, really good. And, oh, yeah, they, in the heart of their order, they have two MVP candidates. I think offensively, Paul has probably been a little bit more of the consistent. Uh, you know, he had that stellar main, which Nolan stumbled a little bit. But overall, they, you couldn't really ask for anything more from these guys. Paul's defense is great. We've seen him save multiple throws. We've seen him with those stretches, everything at that corner. But with Nolan, third base is such a difficult position to play. They call it a hot corner for a reason. And seemingly every night he does something where you're like, how did he just do that? I find myself shaking my head on a nightly basis because no human being can make those plays. And then again, like make them look so graceful and so easy when they're so clearly not. He defies physics literally <laughs> at least three times a week. Um, so I think it's a, it's a really intriguing argument because offensively, they're pretty evenly matched. I think from voters, it's, you're really going to see who values defensive metrics like outs above average, things like that. And, and how that's going to weigh against offensive categories. I do think Goldschmidt, if the voting ended today, I don't have an MVP vote, so I'm I'm, comp- I'm comfortable talking about this. If voting ended today, Goldschmidt would probably be the MVP, but I think no one's building his own case as well. So, again, it's a good problem to have. Look at St. Louis, all these good problems to have, finally. Um, and I, I'm not sure how it's going to shake out, but it should be a, a fun last couple weeks of the regular season. Final question that I've got for Katie Wu, the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. We talked about this off the record, Katie, uh, after the game. I guess this would have been last week whenever I was down there covering the the Braves game. We talked about Yachty's lack of offense and whether or not eventually that was going to lead to some tough decisions late into a game where Ollie has to maybe bring in, whether it be Andrew Kisner or somebody else coming off of the bench, to pinch hit for Yachty. And that is not something they've done. It's not something that they want to do. 
Were the last four games enough in terms of the encouraging signs offensively for them to no longer even have to think about that down the stretch in your mind? You know, I think, and again, I know we've talked about this off the record, on the record, CK, but when you're looking at Yachty, and this is an argument that there's not a lot of statistics to back it up with. This is one that goes just off of feel. I know there are certain fans that are very statistically driven, as is your right, and there are fans that appreciate the intuition. I think with Yachty, I mean, if you ask anyone in that clubhouse, we talked to Adam, we talked to Albert, we talked to Ollie. Ollie's direct quote, something that is going to be burned in my mind forever because he said it so often, was he's betting on Yachty come September. And I really think Yachty is the type of player that rises to the occasion. He's similar to Albert in the way that he has that presence about him in which no matter what he's doing at the plate or where the team is in the standings, he is still considered a threat because he's just built that reputation. I think we've seen much more encouraging swings over the last four games. And, of course, that is a very small sample size. In August, it almost looked like how players are in the spring in terms of the swings and finding his timing and just making sure he was you know, making contact. They reminded me of very, very early spring caliber swings. Lately, we've seen him swing that with a lot more authority. We've seen him work the counts. We've seen him been able to drive the ball hard up the middle. You know, I'm not quite sure at four years old if Yachty still has the power, but he does have the ability to drive the ball hard. He has the ability to spray the ball. We've seen him have a, you know, a double down the line so far. So, well, I understand again, and I'm going to preface with this, it's only been four games. It's a small sample size. I think Yachty's that type of player that rises to the occasion and builds off momentum. He didn't have a lot of personal momentum to build off in August, but he had a lot of team momentum. Now he's starting to pick up the pace in his own perspectives individually. And I think the rest of his game, you know, offensively will follow suit. So for now, I'll stick with Ollie. I'll bet on him too. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. Be curious to see if this sustains for Yadier Molina. I hope I hope it does because it would certainly be better for the Cardinals if it does. We appreciate the time. We'll talk with you again next week. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.